Hello and welcome back to the gazebo. It's time to break down another Hallmark holiday classic. I'm Adam Brown. I'm Dandolph the Red-Nosed Wizard. <laughs> that is beyond dorky. We went back to uh, Lord of the Rings, I guess, for this one. Yeah. Uh, I have a Christmas surprise for you, Adam. You do? I do. Yes. So, you're going to be super excited about this. You may have noticed that the quality of the podcast was not quite up to standards, and that would be because I was not using the correct microphone ah. when we recorded these. So I've been like supping my Yeti back and forth from home to work and back and forth to, to record these and not remembering to select that microphone to record from. Ah. It's been recording them off my laptop here. It's so a Christmas the, miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm going to have to ask you a question. What's a Yeti? This thing in front of you. Oh, the microphone. Yeah, yeah. The microphone in front of you is it's called a Yeti. It's a blue Yeti. Yep. So blue is the brand name, and Yeti is like the fair enough the type of microphone. Nice to meet you, Yeti. Yeah. And uh, the other day when I, I muted the microphone and it kept on going, should have like been like a tip off, but I was like, oh, obviously the most obvious answer is my microphone broke and the mute button doesn't work anymore. Ah. Well, you know what? It's a low budget production. You got a couple of dudes over there lunch hour just recording these shows. Yep. And by lunch hour, I mean, you know, us not actually working through lunch once a week. So Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is how the lunch hour goes. Because we are busy, but we're carving out times in our hearts and our busy schedules to make these happen because we heart Hallmark movies. We do. We do. We definitely heart them. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and also, fun update. You and I talked about this the other day, but I realized what my Christmas nickname is. Oh, you did? And it, yeah, I felt bad about this because it was so obvious. It's so obvious. It's like staring us in the face. Yeah. And my Christmas nickname is, drumroll, Parson Brown. Yeah, which is completely obvious. Yeah. I actually just call you Parson Brown on a regular basis. I know. And the, the background for that is I actually am a licensed parson. Yes. Which is hilarious. So my sister several years ago asked if I would officiate her wedding. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, how would I do that? Well, guess what? The internet. The internet. Yeah. So thanks to, thanks to World Christianship Ministries, I am an official parson. One of those is not a word. <laughs> yeah. If you look up parson, like a parson was literally a guy that went from town to town and performed oh, marriage yes. ceremonies. Parson is a word. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Parson's definitely a word. Christianship, I not. do not believe, is a no. word. It gets a red squiggly line and spell check. Or yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, and rightly so. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun story. I mean, should I just tell a little bit of it? So, yeah. Long story short, you know, I looked at the website and it looked like a broken down Atari, right? I'm like, uh, I don't know if I trust this. So I called the phone number and it was some dude who I picture living in his mom's basement in like oh, California. Somewhere. Most certainly he does. And uh, he says, yeah, uh, well, what, what title do you want? And I said, I'd like to be Parson Brown. He goes, oh, that'd be fun. But we don't do Parson. <laughs> and before I could say anything else, he goes, you know what? We could do Parson. <laughs> <laughs> So now I, now I have a nice certificate that says Parson Brown on it. And, uh, <laughs> still got the cold. It's still there. It's yeah. hanging on. It's hanging on. Yeah, they do that. They do that. So driving into work today, it was snowing lightly, but not sticking. Yeah. And all I could think of is we are driving through a CGI snowstorm right now. Yeah. It was amazing. It wasn't amazing. My commute was awful. Oh, I, I went early. I had to go for a coffee meeting in St. Paul, so I left at like 7 a.m. Oh, my after gosh. After I dropped Andy off the bus. And Shout out to Andy. Hello, Andy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Charlie, 
um, as my son calls him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the road construction for getting in from down to into downtown, that just like ripped my entire morning. Like it's so bad. It's like an hour just to get in for that like last two miles. You know what road construction is? It's the opposite of Hallmark movies. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There is no gazebo. No, there is no gazebo. And whatsoever. the snow is unfortunately real. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's talk about the movie we watched for this go-around, which was called Christmas Under the Stars. Yep. Uh, there was not a lot to do with stars in this Very movie. little stars. <laughs> Very little stars. I'm not fully sure I understand why they called it that. There was like a minute of stars. Yeah. And I don't even... Yeah, it was... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Very little stars. So give me, what are your overall thoughts on this one? So I appreciated the, the, the diversity. The yes. diversity. Like they tried hard. Yes, they did. And they accomplished it. I they did. There was no token characters. I felt no. like every character was there. I was worried that the uh, that the main... Clem. Clem. I was worried that Clem was going to be like, like, fill out the magical black man trope. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like Beggar Vance or something like Beggar Vance. That's what I think so. The yeah. Will Smith golf. Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like you know, like the, he's only there to like you know magic away the problems of the white characters, but okay. he was not that at all. No, he was uh, he was a revelation. He was a fully developed yeah. character. Loved Clem. Clem was great. You know what? I and I I had the same feeling. Although I I think it was actually more. It was the most inclusive of the Hallmark movies. Oh, yes. that I can remember one hundred percent. There were different familial relationships. Yep. You know. Everybody was dealing with an actual issue in this one. Which sure. We'll talk about that, too. I mean, this was this was the most inclusive movie, and I, I was excited about that aspect of it. It was also a little bit heavy. Like, this didn't have the kind of light, fun feel that a lot of these do, for me, anyway. Okay. Okay, sure. I didn't feel like it was too heavy. I mean... It was it was fine. I mean, it was like half. It was like it was like the, it's a kind of half, like kind of heavy. Where like you go to get the milk jug, and it's like you think it's full, and it's like half full, and so you get like the not not the full, not the empty full milk jug, where you like pan goes up and like bonks the top of the refrigerator, but like still the surprising not quite full. Got it. You know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, next time try using that with eggnog in the metaphor instead. Ooh, yeah. sure. Yeah, you're right. Well, either. milk and cookies for Santa. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. All right, so let's start. Let's start in on this one. Christmas under the stars. Uh, we did a flyover of an actual city that I've seen before, which was Chicago, Illinois. It was a large city. Yeah, I was like, wow. I think I'm, it was. It had to be Chicago. I right? have no idea. Ninety percent sure it was Chicago. I could and not tell you. Later, the when he was doing a job interview, they asked if he was from Chicago, and he said born and raised. And so oh yeah, sure. sure. Okay, Chicago. yeah, Chicago then. Anyway, the jazzy deck the halls playing. Oh, very jazzy. Yeah. Like, it was like they listened to our last podcast where we talked about, like, jazzy, like, Big open source flyovers. music. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We should get this into this uh, next movie somehow. It was perfect. <laughs> so it had the right start. It's the right tone to start mm-hmm. off a Hallmark movie. Then we start with Clem rolling in. I mean, this was a Cousin Eddie-like camper that he's rolling up to the Christmas tree lot. Yeah. And uh, apparently... I mean, I don't know. Does he live in that camper? I can only assume he. Yes, I assume he lives there because, like, a large part of the movie was Clem not having a Christmas tree in his camper. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's just like a temporary camper that he lives in while he's living in the or while he's I mean, doing the Christmas tree lot here that he runs. But. I mean, I had questions about like where he was doing the business of living because when you eat food, like, you have to get rid of. The food and drinking part. Yeah, that was 
that's you know, an in-depth question. Yeah, I mean, a little bit more thought than maybe is necessary, but I was just kind of like... We did, it, we did learn at least a little bit of the backstory of some of these characters, so that's was, good. Yeah. Oh, being backstory to multiple characters. We'll get to the... Yeah. We'll get to that level of detail maybe somewhere down the road in yeah. these movies, but... Uh, so yeah, we've got Clem. Clem owns and runs a Christmas tree lot. Uh, he, he gets this note from Bill... I don't know who Bill was. Did we ever figure out? Because I rewound. I was like, oh, this note might be important. I'm not sure we ever figured out who Bill was. I don't know who Bill is. But it said, good luck this season on your Christmas tree lot there, Clem. And Clem kind of looked thoughtfully off into the distance. And then we cut away to school. Yeah. And we meet the the heroine of the story. Sure. Her name was Julie, the school teacher. And uh, Mia, the student kid, I think it was like junior high science, right? Yeah. Junior yep. high astronomy it seemed or like something. Ju- it seemed like junior high science and they were doing like an astronomy like unit. And she liked the stars. Yep. So yep. that was where they were, the stars were coming in. There were planets. It seemed much more. I mean, it should have been like Christmas under the planets. It was much more planet oriented yep. than stars oriented. Sure. I've got to be honest that. with you. So anyway, Mia comes in late and we get this kind of, hmm, boy, poor, poor Mia. Yeah. Mia, she's... A part of the movie for a reason? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, sure. Okay. I mean, she has struggles. She does. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to Mia more yeah. in a while. But So we see Julie talking to who it turned out to be, I think, the assistant principal or something like that. Or the principal. Yeah. Right? Something. I think she said assistant principal okay. at one point. But anyway, okay. school administrator running the yes. show in some yep. capacity, which is great. Yep. Um, but she asks, how's Matt? Uh, you know, and it gets kind of, she says, well, he misses grandpa. Yeah. So they miss grandpa, grandpa a lot. A I, lot. I mean, did they ever save grandpa? I only can assume grandpa lived with No, him. they did say that at one okay. point. Yeah. Okay. So grandpa lived in the house, kind of took on the role of father figure. Yes. Very yeah. much so. Like, unfortunately for this one, I am not quite as keyed in on everything because I had a five-year-old who was less interested in this movie than I was. What? Like crawling all over me that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and then I actually missed the most important part of every Hallmark movie um, when I had to go put him to bed. Oh. Because I can't I can't record these yeah. because of my, like, situation. So I have to record them. I have to watch them live. Yeah, that is, so that I, is a challenge. I carve time out of my weekend every weekend to watch these. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Like, actually on television. I'm impressed. Thank you. You all should be. It's the only thing that I watch live. That means you watch all the commercials. I do. There's a couple. There were a couple of doozy commercials I want to get into. On the this one commercials too. are <laughs> they're interesting, bonkers. I don't know who they think is watching these movies, but wowza! Middle-aged, overweight, bald guys. I think. Yes. Yes. We're the target audience. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. So. We skip forward then. Oh, the next scene then we establish yeah. the guy. Who is, is a bad human being. Seems like it. Like a leg- like in a way that we've only seen like the ex-boyfriend be. Yeah, he's he's very AC Slater-like at the beginning of this movie. I right? mean, that's mean to AC Slater. Uh, AC Slater like, had some moments. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy, like so we introduce him. What's his name? His name's Jesse Metcalf is the actor. Jesse, yeah. I'm fairly positive he was the the pool boy from Desperate Housewives. All right. So pool boy, um, pool boy enters and he's talking to a friend and he's like, who's also part of this, like this firm, basically. They were investment bankers. Yes. Okay. And was like, you know, you need to, 
you need to figure this out. You need to be getting richer. I am crazy rich yeah. and I will get rich however possible. Yeah. And if I can step on small people and ruin their lives on my way to getting richer, sure. that, that is my preferred way to get rich. Yeah. Was lived the conversation he was having. Yes. I was like, wow, this is maybe the most unlikable human being in the, like the history of movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, he's awful. Very Scrooge. A bad person. I mean, literally Uncle Scrooge diving in his money bin. Oh yeah. Kind of guy. Yeah. Right? He has his, he had his, his Porsche that yes. he drove. Oh yes. But it Loved was that a mid nineties Porsche. We'll get back to that later. Yeah. I was like, weird, if you're, weird Porsche If stuff. you're going fancy car guy, that's not the fancy car you well, pick. It was like a, it was like a, it ends up being kind of like a nostalgia yeah, we'll mid nineties that whole deal. Later. Porsche that pool boy was obsessed with. Yeah, he got it from his dad, or maybe yeah. he's talking about it right now. So yeah. he gets yeah. he apparently got the Porsche from his dad. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't learn this until no. later in the movie. So you're like, okay, if you're this rich, why do you have this mid nineties Porsche that could, well I mean it's not the most exciting car anymore, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. I think we I think we get into it as we need to get into it because yeah. there are a lot of questions about pool boy as a character that <laughs> eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, long, long story short here now, he's, he's talking to the boss, he's, you know, his junior partnership on the horizon, but sorry, you made some bad investment choices and you're fired. Yeah. Oh my goodness, right? Like he, so he made a a single bad choice, it sounds like, yeah. and like some, a big client lost some money. They wanted heads to roll. Yeah. And so the boss pool, literally said that. Yeah. And so pool boy's head was the one that had to roll. He literally said that to him. Yes. Yes. It's been a good run. Yep. Pack it up and get out of here. Yeah. We are uninterested. Take your, yeah. Take your 90s Porsche. Yep. Take your mid-90s Porsche. And drive onto the slum you call a condo right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, I don't think we talked about this. He was doing like a condo interview at the beginning of this. Did you remember that deal? Oh. There were there was a board of people. And actually, it, scroll, it scanned down the board. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. Old white people interviewing a young guy about moving into the condo. There was a person of color even on that condo interview. I don't have any recollection of, recollection of that. So I must have had a five-year-old crawling on me at that point. Yeah. So anyway, he's in there trying to get into this fancy condo. He he was trying to move from a fancy condo to like the fanciest of condos. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I know he it was fancy wherever he was living. Yeah. So they they you know that's just out the window. Mm-hmm. And I like how he lost his job and it was immediately paycheck to paycheck. Oh, which I don't understand. He is yeah. a single man. Well, we know that he makes bad investment choices, apparently, because that's why he got fired. Well, what so, was he doing with the money? That's what I'm asking. I would have fired him, too. I'm not making this guy a junior partner. Yeah. I mean... He can't even get into the fancy condo building? Well, out. I, there was zero reason for him to be, like, paycheck to paycheck. And maybe he wasn't. Because, I mean, the reason he took the job wasn't because he needed the money so much. Yeah. Well, maybe well, it was. I guess it was. You're right. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I mean, that's the next scene, right? Yeah. So, yep. well, they're, they're, well, actually, no, take it back. We go back to Julie's house. She's sitting with sad Matt. He's sad down in the dumps about grandpa. And we she takes an important phone call that they want her medical bills. So, she's apparently trying to pay some medical bills from grandpa. Yeah. Which, and that's, which is, I'm not sure that would be her responsibility. Is ultimately. that how that works? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they chase you down for like your... Dead, like a child. Dead relatives. Yeah, maybe out of like a, if there like, was some kind of an estate that he left behind or something, but. I yeah, I, I didn't really understand that. I was like, they're ta- they're going to like take her money away? I don't, I don't. Well, let's just say there's some medical debt out there somewhere. Yes, medical and debt. She's trying to figure that out. And Matt says, you know what, let's go see Clem for a treat. I'm like, oh, cool. They're friends with Clem or whatever. Right? Yep. So yep. yeah. So then we're going to go see. So then uh, Nick is, you know, wandering the streets of Chicago. Like you do. Looking at getting ready to sell his car and all that, right? Yeah. 
And then uh, we, go back, we go back to class. We see Mia again. She's late again. But oh, she knows the Mia. answer. And late by like eight seconds too, by the way. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, my gosh. She was like, I mean, I guess by late you mean that she wasn't late. She was just like very on time. Yeah. Like, like the bell rang and everyone sat down and then she immediately sat down. Yeah. Like she was later, later in the movie. Yeah. But I, I mean, maybe this was like a pattern thing, but like the, like Julie gave her a very knowing Hmm. Look, like yeah. how how were you late again? There was a harumph involved. With that, oh, for sure. yes. So yeah. Anyway, uh, let's. We jump then finally to Clem setting up the the Christmas tree lot, and Nick is apparently still wandering the streets of the city. He happens to go past Clem. Can't reach to hang some Christmas lights yep. on his little tent that he's putting out. He's hey you tall person, <laughs> come help me with the Christmas lights. And to be honest, that was his only like that was his only qualification. To work at this Christmas tree lot was being somewhat taller than Clem, not and look, really, but somewhat. Yeah, like being yeah. a like sh- a little bit like being able to lift his arms above his head, apparently. Yeah, and then also um, looking sad. So I love this. It, yeah, Nick said Clem says, "Oh, thanks for hanging these Christmas lights. Can I give you a tree?" Right, which is that's that's an expensive thing to just give away. Right? Yeah, yeah. Christmas trees are not cheap. No, no. And uh, you know, as is. If I were consulting with his business, I'd say, Clem, don't give him a tree. He hung up a light. Give him a high five and send him on his way. Maybe a hot chocolate, which he talked about all the time. Yeah. Give him that hot chocolate. Yeah. That's sure. great. Not but a like tree. a tree. But then, so then uh, Nick tells him, by the way, all these guys are named Nick. Have you noticed that? This guy's name is actually Nick. It's not Jesse Metcalf. I think I'm just calling him Pool Boy. Pool Boy works. But I think a lot of, like, I think we've done three of our first four or five movies here. I think the guys have been named Nick. In and, and probably rightly so. Yeah. Fine. I guess. But, is it, uh, isn't this like a Saint Nick callback where it's like if we call them like a Santa-ish name, like then people will like them more? Apparently. It's not apparently, my favorite. No. It's fine. I just think it's, it's a fun pattern. So anyway, Nick says, well, I, I'm not a Christmas tree guy. I haven't had a Christmas tree in 20 years. And then Clem turns around and offers him a job working at a Christmas tree lot. Yes. Yep. It's like, I pay a dollar over minimum. Wait, what? <laughs> Thanks, I guess. I mean. Also, the other thing that bothers me about pool boy here is you know he finds out clem's a little down on his luck it's the last year yeah. the farm yeah. or the lots and everything he continues to take his paycheck i'm assuming right well i mean because he's the poorest person on earth because he got fired because he lost his job and losing your job instantly there's nothing he could do like there was you know he's gonna sell his car had to sell his car because you know <laughs> he had to pay all of his bills i assume so i don't i mean unless that firing happened in like june and now we're getting to late November here or something. I'm not really buying it. Anyway. Yeah, it was insane. So he went to inside, sell his car, but he just couldn't do it. Ugh. <laughs> How, uh, my, this Porsche is my life. Ugh. It's like, what? Come on, dude. So then we get a call. Nick gets a call from his dad, who is talking about going to Belize for Christmas. And they're just talking about businessy stuff. Yep. Hey, business, business, business. How's yep. your businessing? Oh, my businessing's fine. He lies to him. He doesn't want him to know he lost his yep. job. But I love the dad is like the business trope. Yep. Like, yep, we don't yep. do holidays. We go to – we go skiing for Thanksgiving and we go to, a, you know, some fancy country for winter and we go to yep. the beach at yep. Christmas. Yep. We don't do Christmas because no. mom is dead. We so, therefore, therefore, I am a cold-hearted human being and the only thing I knew how to do was just treat you like an employee. Business, business, business. Business, business, business. Business, business, business. business. We could, should we reenact the phone call? Ready? Ooh. Sure. Uh, hey, Nick, it's your dad. Hi. Business. Business, business, business. Oh, business, business, business. 
Business, business. Oh, business. Business, 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 business. All right, business, business. You know, junior partner business. <laughs> bye bye. That's it. That That's it. their phone call. That was it. Amazing. It's a great relationship. It's an incredible strong relationship. foundation. Yeah. A parent yeah. and child. Yeah. So yeah, then we see Clem finally. You know, Matt and Julie show up, and uh, Clem. Clem said some line here. I wrote down. I have. You know. I've, I've, you've been coming to this lot since you were knee high to a Christmas elf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yep. So, like, because Clem and Dead Grandpa were like. They were buddies. They were best pals from, like, the military. You're in the Air Force together. In the Air Force together. Yeah. They were Air Force buddies. So that's cool. Yep. Um, And then Julie's, you know, I know I I can carry this tree myself. And he says, you know, again, here's another trope of, like, oh, yep, you're just Miss Independent. Don't want any help from anybody. Like, that's fine. You don't have to have help carrying your tree if you don't want it. You don't. So, anyway. yeah, so we're uh, – oh, and I also noted that we were in Chicago in December, right? Oh, my Chicago gosh. Chicago in December. It's cold. Yeah. So, like, Pool Boy had, like, apparently no just clothes. He only had, like, slacks and, yeah. like, wool dress coat and then, like, dress shirts. Not like, even. I mean, he showed yeah. up for work on the first day in, like, a sport coat and, uh, like, a mock turtleneck thing. Yeah. It was, like – No gloves. No yeah. hat. Yeah. Also, you're going to ruin your sport coat carrying trees around, bud. Yeah, it was like a super expensive coat. Yeah, it was. Right. It was like a. It was like a like a knee length thing. So it was like a. It was like a winter wool coat that would have kept him quite warm. Crack me up. Much warmer than the like the light vest he w- wore instead of it. <laughs> like yeah, so that was. Clem? I mean, that is not an upgrade. You are cold. Like I your know. core might be. You know. But you would be very cold. Yeah, we got to treat these folks for hypothermia at the end of this movie. Like you're not even kidding. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we obviously we're not filming this in the winter time. No. Of CGI snow to go around, but uh, you know, he, uh, Clem Clem takes Nick into the trailer and gets him a flannel shirt and a yes. pair of gloves. Yep. He's like, "These are vintage '80s gloves. They were clearly brand new gloves. Yes, never been used. Like, <laughs> they were brand spanking new gloves. The materials on this. I'm. I'm. I have my own. I have several work gloves at home. I enjoy sure. a good pair of work gloves. Yes. Those had like that kind of neoprene on the back and definitely not yeah. classic work gloves. Oh, yes. Sense. They went to like the REI and bought those. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was quite jealous of his gloves, to be Looked honest. Very nice. But I think he wore that same flannel shirt for like the rest of the movie. It was, the, it was his flannel. It was his work uniform. It was all he had. Well, because he had no money. He did know how to use a saw, though. Yeah, this guy knew how to use a saw. But not a knife. I thought he was going to stab himself. Yes. Who let him do that? When he was cutting the nets off the Christmas trees. It was frightening. Clem and Nick were lucky to make it out of there alive. Not not even to mention the little boy. Like when they got back to like the house, he like like brought the knife up and was cutting up with it and like towards his head. (laughs) It was worrisome oh I was God. waiting for an injury I wrote down the same thing like I'm like are they gonna talk about like proper knife work here or what, I, are, what are they doing like no down and away I wrote what down what are you it was insane I wrote down who gave this guy a knife oh my gosh <laughs> it was oh man frightening then we also see Clem at some point in the, early in this party sits down and he's having some you know like a TV dinner in the trailer and he starts talking to a picture and it looks like two kids. It looked like a fairly recent picture. That picture of him and his ex-wife? Yeah. Wife? Spoiler alert. But yeah, that's who it... It turns out to be Clem and his wife, Gracie or something Yeah, who had like passed that. away. Yeah. But that picture looked like 
you know, he had snapped it on an iPhone and printed it off. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, the resolution I, on that picture was pretty I think good. I think it was <laughs> I thought it was a picture of like him and like his actual significant other from like twenty or thirty years ago. Actually, I thought it was his kids in like a recent. Picture. Oh, that was my maybe. I, I assumed it was because it. I mean, it didn't. It was definitely not a picture of him. Yeah, that they just like. Took. I had no idea that was Clem and his wife as younger Clem and his wife, but okay, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like. Yeah, I just assumed and then just moved on. Yeah. So Nick meets Julie and Matt at the Christmas tree lot. Nick is, of course, charming and sparks fly. Oh, of course. Interesting twist, though. Matt was not having it with him at first. Matt did not seem interested. And they they tried to keep that up for, like, probably seven minutes of the movie. And then all of a sudden, Matt was all in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty quick turnaround. Pretty quick turnaround. It was basically like, how you you were trying to replace my grandpa. That is not okay. And then it was like, oh, wait, never mind. It's totally okay. Yeah. I can use a knife better than you. Exactly. We also saw the fire department show up. They helped him put up his tree lot sign. She brought a reporter with. She, you know, gave the lot a nice little bump oh, over yes. the course of the season. Yep. So that yep. was good. Very kind. Yeah. We learned that, you know, Clem is slowing down since Gracie died. And there's some concern expressed to Nick here by the fireman. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, Clem looked like he was about 50. Oh, I mean, maybe he was about. I mean, so he had some a few gray hairs. Which I think were... Like added in. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I would say he was definitely, like, probably thinking about maybe retiring in ten to fifteen years. Like that was his age, right? Like it was like you know I might retire in ten years. Yeah, when Medicare benefits kick in in ten years, I'll think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I, it was definitely a young man. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, Clem had a line at some point. He asked uh, Nick to go deliver some trees for him. You take my old truck. It sputters and leaks, but so do I. That's good. And then he had the follow-up line of, I don't think your Porsche, that Porsche you got there will really, you know, work for a work car. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, no, because it's a ridiculous Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> so in between this, I made a note. So one of the commercial breaks, the weight loss doctor guy. Have you seen that, that commercial? Uh-uh. There's a there's a weight loss pill commercial, and it happens like once a movie. I think you got to watch for the weight loss doctor guy. Okay, he's like intensely plastic surgeried, <laughs> and the commercial is bonkers. I love it. You got to watch for that. I'm gonna look for it. Yeah, now. you got to watch for the weight loss doctor guy. Hallmark movie fans out there, you probably know who I'm talking about. That commercial, I get a kick out of that one every time. So, all right, let's see. Uh, so Nick shows up to make a delivery. And guess whose house it is. Oh, I bet it's Julie and Matt's house. Nailed it. I'm so good at this. Who would have thought that was yeah. coming? I wrote down, Clem, you old scamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we learned that Nick's mom loved Christmas. She but, sure did, but yeah. yeah. And then mm. he says, well, what do you do? And she says, I'm a science teacher. He says, you're nothing like my science teachers. And yeah, which I don't... Kind of a weird comment. Yeah, I mean, what's levels, that? But, yeah, what's that mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess... Yeah. This was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But we get back and uh, so Nick gets home. He kind of stuck around. He helped, you know, he dangerously cut their Christmas tree open with his poor It was skills. so scary. Kind of helped him set it up. I was actually worried about it. Yeah. Like, if you haven't watched this yet or you have, you have a recorded, <laughs> go back and watch the knife scenes. It is worrisome. Yeah. If some dude was dropping off a tree at my house and he was cutting it out, like I would say, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Let me let me do this for you. I don't want some guy to stab himself in the face. Oh my, in my gosh! Room it was that was about to happen. I <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah, like it was honestly terrifying. So then, uh, and he made a joke about knowing how to use a knife. Did you remember that scene? He goes, "Oh, but you know, Clem gave me the. I have. I can use a. Clem taught me how to use a knife. He's like, zip, zip, zip. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. like what? No. How has, how has Clem survived all this time? <laughs> tree lad, if that's how he taught him. <coughs> Sorry. Anyway, he gets back home. So Nick gets back to his house, which was a really nice high rise, swanky Chicago condo. Oh my goodness! Like I'm, I'm swarming it in. Assuming yeah. he has a lease that he can't get out of. I mean. It's a nice place. But, like, I mean, the condo thing at the beginning threw me off, right? I'm like, wait, what is he interviewing for a, for a condo? Like, well, where does he live? Some old dump? No, it was a beautiful place. It anyway. really was. But Clem left him a tree. Oh, oh you Clem. Clem. Apparently, he's just rolling in cash. I mean, he's got retirement money because he retired from the Air Force, right? Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, that's what I assume. I think he said something. I assume he had retired from the Air Force and, like, just did this once a year as, like, his... You know, like quasi retirement. Sweet gig. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Julie is going to get some extra money for her stargazing project that she's, she's all excited about. I don't know if you picked up. I that. missed that she was yeah. going to get paid for. How exactly was she going to get paid? I caught that they, they wanted to do the stargazing project, but how is she planning on getting paid for that? That whole side, that whole storyline made no sense to me. Yeah. And like, she did not plan very well for it. He just went out to a park with a telescope and looked up at the sky. Yeah, like Clem happened to know someone that got been getting the trees there and was like, yeah, I work for the city. So if you put the permit in, then I'll request the permit and I'll fast track it because you only that have was, a week. That was Mia's mom. Was that Mia's mom? That was Mia's mom was like, she worked oh, for the right. city. Oh, that's right. And it was Mia's mom. Anyway. Um, that whole switch, I was like, well, I mean, why would, couldn't you just put the permit in yourself like yeah. a couple of months ago like you should have? And why would they say no to this? And let's be honest, there's like a ton of light pollution in major cities, so I don't know what exactly you think you're going to look at, but like even with a telescope, you're not going to see many stars. Like you could look at the moon, but like you're just, it's just all going to be washed out. Like that's. It wasn't like they were taking a camping trip or something like that. Yeah, it was like, hey, kids, sign this permission slip so you can come out at night into the middle of a park in the middle of a city at night with your teacher. Bad idea. Terrible idea. Like. Oh, that whole thing, I was like, wait, what? Sorry, stop. Whole yeah. stop. Okay. <laughs> They're all going to get murdered. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Chicago's a very safe town. City. Uh, anyway, we go for Nick and oh, – so Matt and Julie come back to the Christmas lot. Nick teaches Matt to use a saw. So, you know, what do you Yeah, I mean, he didn't look really comfortable using that as well. No, but it's also terrifying. Still better than the Ghost Rider. I guess. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, Matt's oh, – Yeah. Yeah. Was that a couple movies ago? Last movie? Yeah. Last the big movie. city guy couldn't yeah. use a saw. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they just wrote that in because he actually <laughs> just couldn't actually know how to use a saw. Yeah, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're back at the Christmas tree lot. All, Nick's stuffy former boss shows up. He needs a wreath for the office Christmas tree party. Nick bails and runs around the corner. He actually hid in one of those picture boards right we're like oh i missed this part i actually really enjoyed that oh what a bummer he didn't want to be seen working at the christmas tree lot so he he kept like peeking out through this you know the picture board thing it was pretty funny oh i I caught why i caught i caught him like peeking out by caught i didn't catch why he was like hiding yeah he's trying to hide from his old boss oh yeah and then uh 
So Nick gets mad and like kind of snaps at Clem and leaves for the day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he goes and calls his old coworker. I don't know, you know, Chet. Chet, totally a Chet. He was a Chet. He was like a family man Chet, though, where he was like, you know, he was a human about being an investment banker. Yeah, he reminded me of in Christmas Vacation when Clark Griswold is like flicking the diving board on the pool model that he has. Last family man. Yeah, that guy that comes in. It reminded me that that He he might have been reprising the role, to be honest. Pretty much, yeah. Because that's exactly who that reminded me of as well. And so then he goes, uh, hey, just, you know, I got the junior partnership. And he looked like he was 15 years older. He did. I yeah. thought he was like a mentor of sorts, but he, apparently he was the same age. Yeah, he kind of looked like the like the villain from Karate Kid. Sweep the leg, Johnny Lawrence, Ooh, right? Is that the guy? Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. the young version of him. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, so we're back at the Christmas tree lot again. Um, Matt invites Nick to come over and decorate the tree. And Nick actually made some good Christmas carol puns at this point. He's like, yeah, I love Christmas carols, like Rusty the Snowman. Very, very strong pun game. Nice job. Yes. I was impressed. <laughs> I was very impressed. <laughs> yeah. So he goes over there because that's not awkward, right? Some dude that they just met. Yeah. yeah. Come decorate the tree. That's yeah, standard. No, it's no, it's very awkward. And uh, I mean, is it safe? No. I didn't think so either. He was just a guy know. off the street that Clem, like – Matt felt bad for. Yeah. And then so you don't know why he lost his job. It doesn't seem – yeah, it seems – and Clem doesn't know anything about this No. Guy. Although we don't see their conversation. I mean, if he's there for a strong eight Maybe. hours a day. You're right. It could be even longer because it didn't seem like – I mean, they came in and unlocked the place and then locked the place down together. So, yeah. I mean, he's probably putting in way over 40 hours a week. Yeah. I mean, there may have been a stringent interview process that we were not privy to, a no. background check. Oh, no. We saw him get hired. <laughs> it was, hey, I still would like the job. And he goes, okay, come inside and have some cocoa. That was the interview. Yeah, that see I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here because from a safety perspective It was here, dangerous. I think it was a dangerous. I think it was dangerous. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh we <laughs> So Nick goes over and he helps with the decorations like you do. And uh they get the whole tree done, and he's gonna put the star on top because he's tall. Yeah. And Julie says, Whoa, 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 we're not ready for that. And it gets real all of a sudden. Oh yeah, we cannot put the star on yet. Yeah. So anyway, we hear Nick's backstory about dad was too businessy and yep. mom died. And yeah. He says something like, I'm just looking for tradition. Just, okay. Great. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, are you though? I mean, obviously not. Again, I would be open for like a fancy trip to a beach yeah. over the holidays. That would be an okay tradition. And like if he too, was but, looking yeah. for tradition, wouldn't you say like, you know, having a Christmas tree in your house would be a good place to start? I would think so. I mean – he didn't celebrate Christmas at all, so how was he? He wasn't looking very hard for tradition. Right. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, it was kind of a lame pickup line, really. It was. Yeah. We learned a little bit more about Julie's backstory. Her mom and dad actually met at Clem's Christmas tree lot, mm-hmm. trying to chase down Bethlehem the dog. Yeah. Which was, yeah, heart, yeah. heartwarming. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, then we get back to Nick's house. Clem has left him a second tree. Yeah. The noble fir, which was the best of the trees, by the way. <laughs> is it? Whichever one's the least pokey is the best of the trees. <laughs> like, there is a – we bought our Christmas – we go to a Christmas tree lot with our like, our five-year-old to cut down. Do you bring your own saw? No. Oh, well, okay. they have their own. Then you get it there and then you put it on like a – Do you use the saw? Yeah. Oh, and you're competent at sawing? I'm, I'm not uncompetent. <laughs> Incompetent. I'm competent enough. It's not hard. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Do you use vintage 80s work gloves to do it? Uh, I believe <laughs> I use a pair of Nebraska Cornhusker work gloves Ooh. that I have. I just like keeping the car 
Because, yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, lost track of where this way I was going. Something about noble fir? Oh, well, yes. The Christmas tree. We went late one year, yeah. and the only trees that were of, like, like appropriate height and price point were the pokey ones. Okay. Like, like it, the long needles? Like, they're, like, crazy sharp. And, like, we were pulling those things out of the carpet for, like, months. Oh, yeah, and you step on them? It was brutal. Oh. I was, like, getting, like, Stepping on a needle, like it was oh. like, a, like a syringe. It was awful. Well, it's called a pine needle, so well, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember which kind it was, but it Ouch. was. Yeah, it, I mean, and then I had to putting it up and like getting everything. Oh my goodness, I can't even. The Douglas foot destroyer. Oh, and like oh, trying to carry it upstairs, I'd like, you know, it wasn't like tied down at all. So I was like carrying this thing upstairs, it was like poking me all over the place, yeah. and it was a, it was, a, it was a moment. <laughs> I don't know if that was the same one we got. We got an accidentally too large tree. Okay. Where we like we accidentally got like way too big of a tree. <laughs> this might have been the same one actually. No, oh, I don't remember. But it was huge. Like Little. we have, we live in a like a town. We're in a town from a town home, and it has like those very tall ceilings to make it yeah. look like you're living in more space than you actually are. Yeah. Um, and we could not fit anything on top of our tree. <laughs> that's how it was like. It was it's a big tree. It's like a I've been thirteen house. foot tree. Like it was, <laughs> it was massive. It was, How'd you get it home? On well, Sarah has like a cross track, so it's tied on top. Okay, you know, like you do. Yeah. It's hard to get like a good like handle on like tree height at the yeah. tree. It's true. Like because they're all just they're just trees. Little full, a lot of sand. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very. It was a Clark, Clark Griswold moment for sure. Amazing. So Julie then. At some point, asks Nick to have dinner. Nick's excited. He's going to go have some dinner, like an actual yeah. date. That's yeah. cool. It was a date. I, was, I was rooting for these two. Yeah, actually. and like she was going out of her like you know comfort zone. Yeah, like dating like you do. Yeah, very impressed. I thought this did a good job of kind of. It was more realistic about the romance side of it a little bit. Yes, especially with like the child involved. I, yeah. I mean, I appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, whoever wrote it had actually put thought into it beyond the child has to love them from the very first word they say to them it seemed like that they yes. didn't they didn't i mean he he matt was into it pretty early on but still yes. there was some consideration there yeah and consideration by pool boy as well like pool boy was like no this is cool like you have a kid yeah like like i get this so we're just gonna go do stuff that's cool for your kids which is shocking because there was nothing in his past that would nope. lead you to believe that he'd be good at dealing no, with children no i mean the only reason that this person is it like at all depicted like a human being is because he is a movie character <laughs> because yeah. no, there is zero reason for him to do any of these things beyond like yeah i mean it's just like he yeah. seemed like unredeemable at the beginning yeah and then he just took a job and all of a sudden that made everything better yeah it's like i don't know it's pretty funny yeah. so after the you know after she asked him on a date we get a couple of quick cut scenes one is nick getting a job interview and the other is Julie getting a collection notice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and part of it was, so like, just to be clear, she was not, she had paid the bills. It was not her fault. It was not her fault. Excuse me. <laughs> it was not her fault. It was, it was the uh, people who were, you know, it was the medical bill person's fault that they didn't make check off that she had paid for these things. Yeah. And she just couldn't get anyone to like believe her. Which like something's couldn't like, it obviously came out of your account, right? So yeah. couldn't you just go and get the proof? And then they but they wouldn't listen to her, and then they yeah. sent her to, her to collections, right? Which I mean, you need to get a lot of medical. So I had some pretty hefty medical yeah, bills, and you have to really 
screw up your yeah. medical bills to them to go to collections because they're pretty cool with you. You have to basically ignore them for a year. Yeah. So if you were working with them. Yeah, kind of. We had, uh, when Andy was born, we were in and out of a couple different hospitals. Yeah. Which was great because then we had bonus co-pays. Nice. Which was a lot. And they were not super forgiving on time. Like, these are due now. It's like, okay, well, yeah. you don't get all of this now because we don't have it. But we we did work with them, though. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Probably yeah. Time. When I was doing my brain surgery bills, we had like – so it was like over a quarter million dollars worth of bills. It's like, like, it's like a third of a million dollars worth of bills. Um, and like all of them would basically – if I just – we just called and said, hey, here's the deal and give them some money, they would be cool with it. The only one that actually ever – because we actually had one go to collections yeah. because we just lost track of it. Because there are so many bills. Yeah. It is insane. It's crazy. I just had – I was just – yeah. And so like all of a sudden it's like, it's like oh, hey, this happened. It was like, oh, but what? How? What What bill are you? Who are you and what are you calling from? Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Yeah. The rest of them put it. So, yeah. So I felt her pain there. I, I But yes. like – I mean, Yes. This is why I mean this. So this movie has like real actual issues going on, yes. which is different from most of these. Most of them, movies. yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel her pain. That I believe that she would. They'd be like a medical like screw up like that. Yeah, I am not going to say that. Like the that system is not totally. It's a bad system. Bad system. Anyway, we we fast forward to date night, which turns out it ends up being basically dinner with Matt. They're having pizzas. Yep. And that kind of, which Super is cool. Awesome. Yeah, I that's. It. I mean, that should have been the first step was hanging out with Matt. Yeah. Well, they already did to decorate the tree. This is like, they've been best buds at this point. This is like date number four, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. So then we we find out actually a little while later that Clem doesn't have a tree himself. Yeah. But, you know, there's no space. I mean, I get that. Like, he's living out of like a very small trailer. Yeah. So I also wouldn't want to find space for a tree. And he's got like, I mean, that's his job is selling them. You probably don't want to spend a lot of time with a Christmas tree when you're selling them. I mean, and if you take your own tree from your own lot, you're literally just like smoking your own profits. He had no problem, though, giving... None. Over the course of the movie, he gave Nick like five trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he also said at one point, like, when these trees are done, that's it. So, like, give them one, fine. But yeah, the additional, like, four or five, sell those bad boys, Clem. quite a bit of money. Yikes. Anyway. Uh... (laughs) Clem, I'm not sure about Clem's business savvy, but I don't think. But he's yeah, I don't think he was savvy. in it to make money, though. I think you're right. Yeah, I think right. he had that nice, sweet Air Force, you know, pension, which great, good for him, yeah. well earned. I hope so. Yeah. So we actually get a little more backstory at some point here about Matt and Julie. And Julie, I think somebody, I think Nick asked, "Well, did you get divorced?" Oh yeah, that was a weird. It's a weird question. Yeah. Which we don't we don't see people. You know, committing faux pas like that on a regular basis in these movies either. Like a lot of times there are weird assumptions that people are making. Yeah. Not weird, but just they're making assumptions about yeah. somebody, you know, that's a single parent. Yeah. And we don't we don't usually have that called out here, which we did a little bit. And she wasn't – she handled it well. But then actually she had adopted Matt. Yeah. She had fostered him yep. for a little bit and then ended up adopting him. Yep. So that was cool. It's yeah. something – I mean – We've definitely never seen that in any of these movies that I can no, think of. I mean, no. this is, well, again, this is a pretty inclusive 
worldly cosmopolitan kind of movie. Yeah, I was like, when she, she was like, oh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't married. And I was like, darn right, you can choose to have a child whenever you want to have a child. <laughs> like, look at you. Just like, it was like, yes, look at this, the hallmark with this like strong independent woman. And then it was like a foster kid. I'm like, oh, also awesome. Yeah. But I thought it was like a full like on like, yeah, you know, I wasn't married. You know, got pregnant. You know, none of your business if I wanted to or not. And yeah. and uh, I have a kid. Uh, but it was different. It was a much, you know, in turn Hallmark's eyes, more heart. I suppose that's, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, I was yeah. just impressed that they had these kind of different. Oh, I thought it was awesome. Like, okay, I thought it was surprising. awesome. But like. But I'm there not, might be some of that. Like, I'm yeah. sure they were not going to like, you know, ever going to like portray like, you know, premarital we, sex. Oh, yeah. We have seen some divorces. In oh, some of these lots movies. of divorces, yeah. you know, but only because the other person was. You know, a bad actual literal monster. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, or like, who has just like up one day and left? I was like, yeah. like I'm gonna leave my family behind. That's what people <laughs> do, and I will never call again. Yeah, <laughs> That's too funny. We a little bit more about Nick's origin story at this point too. And this is where we talk about the dream car '94 Porsche. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, why, I mean, why not? It's, I'm sure it's a very nice car. He got it from his dad. When he did he did good business things for the first time, and yep. then his dad gave him the car. When he business, business, he business, business, well. business, he got the car, and yeah. therefore that made it his most, like, prized possession, which, again, I don't get Could the, have used a wash, first of all. Well, I never got the impression that, that him and his dad were, like, these, like, super, like, heartfelt individuals. It seemed like, you know, from the way they talked about their relationship, it yeah. wasn't, like, particularly close, but then... When they portrayed it, it was all like all like love all the time, and it was like okay. Well, I feel like we're talking about four different people here. I think so. Yeah. The two of you that like struggled through like you know the mother's death was his dad together. The car was it Night Rider? Was it a Night Rider situation? It would make more sense than like this so. kind man that showed up later who was like wonderful and you know because like, the way like like Poole portrayed him, he was like only caring about business. And yeah. then, like, when he actually showed up, it was Literally like... Literally Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, when he, then when he showed up, it was like, nah, he was, like, a wonderful, caring father who understood and wanted what was best for his son and... Also and, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, it, it was just strange, right? Where it was like, well, you can't have it both ways where he was raised in a cold household but also raised in a loving household. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not really how it works. So then, you know, they're chatting in the driveway. It's nice. Uh, you know, some CGI snow is happening. They're sure looking at is. stars. And then she gets a call from uh, Finler Co., which was the same company yep. that Nick screwed up for in the beginning and then ended up getting him fired. Yeah. So really, the true villain of this movie is Finler Co. But she – so then she realizes, oh, wait, Nick is evil. Yes. Because he works for this company, basically. And, and he's and it's right. And that's interesting. It was like he wasn't doing any debt collections. He, they were doing investment banking. Yeah. So maybe it's like – But still supporting them. So yeah, it was at this point she writes interesting. She's like, done with them at this point. I wasn't quite sure how like the debt collection slash investment banking thing was doing. Yeah. It didn't all tie together. No. It's fine. Okay. I think they try. It's fine. You just have to nod and smile. Yeah. At this point, she's like, oh, wait, Nick is evil, right? I'm like, oh, he's out. Yeah. And then I, my, my wife and I were watching this movie <laughs> together. And so then it went to commercial. We fast forward. I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's there's 50 minutes of this left. Usually that's like the final segment. Like, oh, you're evil. You're out of here. Then we go to commercial. Then they wrap it all up in the last eight minutes. Yeah. At this one, I'm like, oh, we've got. Almost half of this thing left to go. Yeah. And I was 
I don't know if I was happy about that. It was like, very confusing. They could have come back and wrapped this one up in eight minutes, and I would have been fine with it. Probably. Yeah. But I thought, yes. <clears throat> but actually, I think the real star of this movie at the end of the day was Clem. Oh, Clem was amazing. And so we hadn't really gotten into Clem yet at yep. all at this point. So anyway, uh, but Nick starts to get some new perspective mm-hmm. on the fact that this company was buying and selling medical debt and what that impact has on real people. Like, which I assume he would have learned. Well, he's learning it now, at least. Little people like you, Griswold. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Um, we get back to Clem. Clem's telling him, well, I offered you the job, Nick, because you looked lost. He's like, okay. I mean, I mean he might have just a little bit lost. Maybe he just, like, took a right instead of a left. It's not a great way to hire people. No, yeah. no. But, I mean, it works out. So it maybe it's the exact right way to hire people. Yeah, maybe we're missing the, the point on some of this. But. Yeah. Um. So we get to uh, oh, then we cut to Julie going to Mia's house out of the blue. So this is when I wouldn't put Dean to bed, yeah. my son. And so then, like, so I kind of like was here for some of this and not for some of it because it was like yeah. bedtime type stuff. Sure. So I went upstairs, read my book, and like came back down. I was like, we have a lot of movie left. This is kind of bonkers. Yeah. And then I saw her going over to Mia's house, and I was like, well, how did we get here? Yeah. So Mia's mom apparently invited her because she was struggling. And she was struggling in school because they had a new baby and maybe wasn't getting as much attention or something. Yeah, which like that. mean which is a thing, but yeah, I don't, I wasn't buying it either. But anyway, um, so Mia's getting a little bit behind. You know, we got this big winter solstice, and we're gonna go look at the stars, and it's for my honor students, and I'm gonna bring Mia with if I can get that darn parks department to okay my permit. Yeah, and then Mia's mom said, "Well, I work for the parks department, and I'll help it out." You know, so yeah. That all was very convenient. Very, also strange and kind of unnecessary. Very weird. Grand scheme of this story, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, just another way to kind of, like, make, you know, Julia look like the best person in the world. Yeah. So then the next scene, we've got Clem and Nick are sitting down and chatting. And uh, I, I, for the first time, learned that the photo was actually young Clem and great <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's supposed to be him. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was obvious. Well, it didn't not... look like an old 60s or 70s kind of photo, right? So if they'd been married 40 years, it would put them in like the 60s or 70s when that picture I, was taken. I guess so. I just assumed it was like a photo taken in like the like mid-90s for whatever reason. I, I guess I didn't like think too hard about the fact that it was supposed to be them when they first met. Yeah. Because it certainly didn't look like that. No. I, I, I thought it was like them like, you know, like right after he retired from the military maybe. So maybe he was like in his... You know, late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. So then he starts telling kind of the backstory of of his marriage with Gracie and how she was the partner. And this was like the Christmas tree lot was kind of her thing. And they found some trees on the side of the road and they built a lot one year to sell them off. And because she didn't want them to die on the side of the road. Which is that's not how any of this works. It is in in Clem's world. It was it was the most instant explanation I think for yeah. anything ever was like I've got this incredible piece of real estate real estate in the middle of one of the largest metropolitan centers in the United States. Yeah. Um, well, I think and we we learned later that that was actually city owned or something. It like is. That. It is. But like you would imagine, it would be like prime christmas tree real estate right? Like well, a number of people commented on that throughout the course of the movie. Yes. As well. Yes. But like I'm like I just. The whole thing was very interesting. And so it was like, you know, did they, did they start the Christmas tree lot there? Yeah. Or was it like, they? and how many trees did they find on the side of the road? Like, 
And what would Gracie say about him just giving trees away willy-nilly? <laughs> but, like, how many... And, like, were they, did they fall off a Christmas tree truck? That was my thought. Like, did, so did they steal these? Yeah, like, you should find the owner of these Christmas trees. Because the, it was all very weird. Like, the whole thing was just bizarre. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it was, like, written by somebody who, like, did not understand how, like... The how, like, you know, that Christmas trees... That trees that look, that look like Christmas trees are not all Christmas trees. Yeah, it reminds me of my um, my wife's uh, cousin. They came to came up to Minnesota one year for summer, just to visit one summer, and uh, we had a pine tree out in front of our house because this is Minnesota. We have a bunch of pine trees, and she goes, "They're from South Carolina." She's like, "Look, Ma, a Christmas tree," and they like, took pictures by it as if it were a big deal. And I'm like, this is written by somebody that like lives in California who has never seen a pine tree before. Yeah. And so just thinks that these things just like, like fall over on the side of the road or something. That's funny. <laughs> they were already dead. They were chopped down. They're down. These are dead trees. These trees are down. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we get kind of the backstory, you know, it's, it's good, good backstory there, but um, yes, the next, I think somebody says, okay, well it's four days till Christmas. And they, you know, they're working in the lot and literally sweating. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And they, I mean, still wearing that flannel and like the the vest. And I'm like, great. holy moly, you oh, would yeah. be so cold. Yeah. So uh, we get to the winter solstice party that's coming up. Everybody's excited. Nick calls his dad and leaves a voicemail to tell him he got the boot. And he says, I'm sorry I let you down, dad. And you know, we're kind of distracted by all that stuff. And then we we show we see Nick showing up to the trailer and Clem is down. Yeah, Clem down. We've got a Clem down, literally bleeding. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen blood in a Hallmark movie. Well, I mean, it was a dangerous, you know, picture viewing accident. He somehow fell and landed on the picture and broke the frame and cut yeah. himself. Yeah, the fire department's there. Seemed like a bit of an overreaction. A little bit, but you know, it was a super deep cut. We I don't survived. Know. Yeah. yeah. So we we uh, Nick ends up taking Clem back to his swanky bachelor pad. He can sleep on the couch. At this point, he's got like six Christmas trees. <laughs> All the Christmas trees. It's very interesting. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was fun because he he comes back. Oh, here's some more blankets, Clem, and he's he's in front of the fireplace and uh, sleeping heavenly <laughs> peace is going on in the back. I was like, Aww. It, was, it was fun. Yeah, uh, so there you go. And then this was the point where we, we learned that uh, Nick is actually a crazed axe murderer. Yes. And he yep. takes care of Clem finally. Yeah. And, and, no, and then the whole movie made sense. Yes. Yep. I don't know. Again, I just, I worry about how quickly these relationships form in these movies. I mean, yeah. You have to be careful out there, people. Just saying. Don't, I mean, let your walls down eventually. Yeah. But you got to have a little bit of, of guard. Not everything's going to end up Hallmark I, movie with, Style. And I mean, how many... So this is like a downtown Christmas tree lot. So we work downtown, downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Can you think of any any Christmas tree lots down here? No. Maybe we should start one. Maybe we should. Yes. So it's like, is there even a market for a large Christmas tree lot? Like, who's buying these trees? In the middle of the city. I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to drive around in Minneapolis. I can't even imagine the traffic around that central hot piece of real estate in Chicago. Yeah. Trying to get in and out of there with a truck yes. to get your tree. Yeah. I mean, there's a delivery service, so maybe that's what it is. So maybe it's like... Could be. Maybe it's like the spot where like all like the fan, like the people who live in like the downtown swanky like apartments and stuff, maybe that's where they get their tree and then oh. he just drives them around 
the downtown area. That's a good idea. That's probably right. He probably makes a bunch of money off that, yeah. actually. Maybe we should look into Never this. mind. <laughs> uh, so then we, we find out Nick and Julie are sort of up to something. They're back talking again. Um, they're going to try to help Clem out since he's down for a couple of days here. Yeah. He had that, you know, a small bandage on his hand yeah, yeah. I mean, to let a, you know that he couldn't work anymore. Yep, had a band-aid, so therefore, you know, had a slight flesh wound, therefore out of commission. <laughs> it had to have been like stitches involved, right? I yeah. Mean, well, we also see Nick. Nick goes to his interview with Ellen Wardstone. Yeah. Which was great. And, and they started out by just hardcore business, 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 business. Oh, business. yes. Very business, business, yeah. business, 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 business. Yes. You know, lots of fancy business words in there, even. Mm-hmm. There were. But then Nick says, I want to make socially responsible investments. Yeah. So he busts out some web page he designed the night before. Yeah. It was it like was something. Yeah. I was like, so I think there's a lot of money to be made in, you know. Public save, interest. In the, you know, in like saving the planet. So I think green industry and I think we're going to get super rich bilking the government. And for like, it's like, okay. All right. <laughs> it was it was like yeah you know I so I, I lost my job but now I uh, you know I feel like I shouldn't make money off of like people I should make money off of you know other people because <laughs> it wasn't like out of the kindness of his heart it was still like there is money to be made here it was this wasn't a public interest thing right. this right. was like a we can get rich off of doing this thing well it's less bad than it was earlier apparently when he was you know buying and selling medical debt if apparently. you say so it just seemed like you know like hey yeah we need to hit while the iron's hot while all these like fools are trying to like save the planet we need to we can get rich off of that well i'm not saying it's how i feel necessarily I'm oh i know i know the movie wants you to feel about oh it. i get it like but they were trying to make it it was this like high-minded thing and i was like he literally said there's a lot of money to be made yeah. and i was like so how have you changed exactly <laughs> it seems like you've gone full you know 30 degree turn here <laughs> <laughs> A slight right. <laughs> it was a real slow. Well, I guess it would be a slight left a little bit. Anyway. Sure, sure. So Julie and Matt, then we're back at the Christmas tree lot. It turns out Nick and Julie fixed up the camper and Clem <sighs> appreciates that. Yeah. Um, but Clem gets really mad when Nick shows up again. He's worried that he jeopardized his future. <sighs> yeah. Grace, and then he reveals that Gracie, instead of making Clem promise to keep the lot going, made him promise to give it up, which was a twist. Yeah. Yeah. And Wait, so what? You didn't know that? No. So that part when he's yelling at him, he's like, oh, oh screwed up your job. Chances for me. I, like, I didn't catch that. He was like, I'm just an old man trying to keep it going. And Gracie told me I should stop. And Oh, I never caught that. Oh, okay. I totally missed that. Yeah. The whole part that I found, I was just totally stuck on the part where, where Clem was like, you know, you got to think about your future. And he was like, oh, no, I had to, you know, I respect you. And. You know, I, I got offered a job today, and they wanted me to start right away today. But you know, I December twenty first. I said no because I had to go to my Christmas tree lot job. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, stop!" So, interview over. You need to start this very moment. Yeah. If you do not start, if you do not go to your office now, which I have prepared for you, you do not get the job. It might be the most insane thing ever said in. Any single Hallmark holiday movie ever. You accept the job at this very moment and you get to work or there is no job. What? Yeah. And that was... Three days before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's Christmas Eve. It's the busiest Christmas Eve day ever. Like, it's... 
Everyone's still working. We're still working. We, we're working so hard. We need you to be like all hands on deck. Start working now. And know exactly what you're going to be doing because you mocked up this web page. Like, <laughs> the entire premise was insane. It was insane. But she and she was the nice business, business, business person. Yeah. Was, yeah. I was like, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Yeah. It was insane to me. Well, so then, uh, yeah, I mean, during the course of that conversation, though, Nick says, look, Clyde, <coughs> Look, Clem, you've given me the gift of helping others, which is the best gift anyone's ever given yeah. me. Personally. Like, okay, that's, yeah, that's very a nice. Sentiment. Uh, but then Nick realizes, you know what? I've got an investment opportunity for the investment lady. So yeah. he, he calls her up. And he says, he leaves a message to somebody, hey, I, you might not give me the job, but I've got an investment opportunity for you. And so we, we know Nick's going to sell the car. And all of a sudden, here, as he's going to sell the car, who does he bump into on the street? I think it must have been back at his house or something. But here's his dad waiting for him. Yeah, fresh from Belize or wherever. Or he was. for wherever he was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Surprise! I'm here. Yeah. Show me your Christmas tree lot. <laughs> so then, yeah. So Mia. Then we see Mia did her homework and she turns it in on Christmas Eve to the <sighs> teacher. Yep. She caught up. She had. She had a literal binders worth. I mean, there were like a, it was like a 500 page like portfolio worth of homework. Yeah, she was what way behind yeah she was behind from work she had done as a fifth grader and she's an eighth grader and her like, mom seemed pretty on the ball i'm sorry yeah. there's no way she's that no behind. no yeah like, but she brought all of her homework which i mean there was yeah there are bigger red flags there than just new baby in the house like yeah. something's going on with me and she's also sit down with mia and somebody's creating homework something's going on yeah, yeah. also julie maybe give the kids less homework yikes. yeah no kidding yikes bad teacher just a saying. lot so anyway, we get uh, – <laughs> she's a lovely teacher. Wonderful teacher. Out there. So kind, yes. Uh, so anyway, Mia did her homework. Oh, so we, we go forward and then we've got Nick. Nick has taken his dad to the Christmas tree lot. Yeah. And they sit down in the chairs and they're having some hot chocolate. His dad's explaining his failure as a dad. Yeah. Like, Which, And I wrote down, this conversation should have happened a long time ago. And then his dad literally uh, says – this conversation should have happened a long time ago. Well, great self-reflection on the dad. I mean, part. I guess so, but like, do better, dad. Like, yeah. Well, then we see dad kind of pitching in and yeah. trying to help out at the lot, which is kind of fun. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, and then Clem was upset because he couldn't help out for the yeah. last busiest most day of the year, exactly. Christmas Eve. Yeah. But then we so Nick helps decorate the trailer. There's a tree in there, and yep. he got presents for everybody. Pretty great, which was kind of fun. Not sure where he got that money from. Saving up his his minimum <laughs> wage plus one to, uh, to get some presents for. Well, everybody. I mean, he got all the overtime, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he gets he gets Clem a frame for the picture. Yeah, oh, I bought him a new frame, and then he great. reframed it. And he Clem put the just, picture in there, stole a picture, and bought a new picture. frame from it. Clem just snuggles the frame. Yeah. How would Clem not have noticed that the picture was gone? By the way, he like this was this appeared to be the only picture he yeah, had of he his would wife. Have totally noticed. Anyway, yeah. that's just a side thing that I. Yeah. But then finally, here comes Ellen Wardstone oh. driving a Tesla. Now, I noticed if that. If you're doing it right right now as a fancy car person and also rich, yeah. you get yourself a Tesla. Yeah, right? yeah, it just proved that you know she is one of the kind rich people also in touch yeah. with you know the green investments like yep. we we're talking about yeah yeah so she wants to the planet but getting but she also wants to get rich doing it yeah the elon musk way <laughs> so dad dad is impressed that he knows wardstone of wardstone and wardstone and so, 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 so 
it turns out so i thought the investment was she was going to invest in clem's christmas tree lot and keep that going right yeah instead she bought the medical debt and they're getting rid of it which i mean helped one person but then there must have been others with medical debts she didn't buy the whole country's medical debt she buy she bought this one person's medical debt good enough i mean i guess that's i mean thank you but at the same time like also nick gets the job yes so after christmas he can come get started yeah um then we we move forward to christmas eve they're all at nick's swanky condo it's pretty late at night yeah and they're all just hanging out turns out julie saved the christmas tree lot (sighs) yeah and clem's like hang on a minute she got some kind of permits she she worked her magic with mia's mom to get the permits all adjusted or something but like they set aside the lot. So unless Mia's mom is the actual, like, mayor or on the city council, I'm not sure how, like, she would go about, like, pulling the right strings to get this, like, incredible piece of, like, middle, like, downtown property, like, saved. Because, I mean, I'm assuming the rest of the year, it's just an empty lot. She cuts right through the red tape, Dan. I guess. I mean, also, which... Should people be thankful for this? Maybe... That I mean, that makes me even angrier that Mia is in such a sad state of affairs when it comes to her academics. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's got a new baby. Then she, also, I mean, get over it, Mia. It's just a new baby. <laughs> well, I mean, so my wife's a teacher. I get that. Like, it's, it does affect children quite a bit. But, like, at the same time, like, most teachers get it. So, like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm more of, like, a baby. Julie, like, you know, maybe lay off a little bit and be like, <laughs> I understand there's a new baby at home and... You know, let me know how I can help you. Maybe, maybe I won't give you 30 pages of homework every single night. It's a teachable moment here for Mia, too, though, in that she has something else going on in her life. She needs to let people know about Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. You know? <laughs> God, weird. Weird. <laughs> out of control. So, finally, the Christmas tree lot is saved. Everything's good. Yep. We cut to a little champagne on the on the balcony and a smooch and the yeah. credits roll. Was it the balcony or was it just in his apartment? I thought, I, it was, was, I thought it was just in his apartment. He had just popped a thing of champagne like a crazy person. Yeah, well, somewhere. Or something. There was like a – maybe they were next to the window or something. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, here's one thing about this final scene that drives me nuts though. The champagne popping? Like who pops it? Like that's not how people pop champagne. You like put like a towel over it so it doesn't like shoot off and hit something. Well, that's the way I do it. Because I only so. drink champagne like on New Year's. Yeah, maybe. Okay, and then it's just fun to. I mean, I, I, I drink drink spark- it. I drink sparkling juice. The but whole like- point is just to pop the cork on that <laughs> thing because it's fun. Um. Yeah, then we we shake it and we spray it at each other in the kitchen, like, <laughs> like you do. Like you just won the World Series. Congratulations! No, I don't. I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the the thing that drove me crazy about that last scene. If I'm Matt the kid and I'm stuck in this swanky downtown condo thing and when it's getting late on Christmas, I'm mad. We need to go home. I need to get to bed. Oh. Because Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. How does Santa know where to come? No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's why we need to get out of here. Yeah. Get me out of this swanky condo. I need to get home and get to bed. And then it takes hours. I mean, it takes hours well, to fall asleep on Christmas Eve, yeah, to be honest, I mean, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, like, I think he probably understands the, like, financial implication, implications of his family. He knows that the only presents he's getting this year are from Santa. Yes. So if Santa doesn't know where they are, Santa might not even realize that they live there anymore. And his presents might have been Santa's sleigh. Even though Santa is magic and would probably know yeah. that I'll leave the presents here. They'll be back tomorrow. He's and or sleeping. 
you know, he when he's awake. he'll bring them to, you know, the fancy condo. I'm telling you, if, if I'm that kid, though, get me out of here. Yeah. I would have been so upset. Yeah. No, anyway, just a side note there. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, final thoughts. I mean, this was a different kind of tone. I mean, there were people dealing with actual real-life issues and yep. emotions. Yeah. I mean, you got the, the loss of the grandfather, the loss of Gracie. I mean, Clem needed some counseling. It's been years at this point, right? Uh, time to a move couple on. years, right? Two or three. I thought he said like four, maybe. Okay. But, you know, I, I think he's actually handling it okay. Yeah. But then he's got his friend. Um, his friend was there, too. The grandpa was there at the lot with him yep. for years. Yep. So that was good. But, you know, the other thing is he, he got really upset about the Christmas tree lot. And he's like, I, you know, I don't want to keep it going. And Gracie told me to stop. And we realized Gracie just wants you to be happy, Clem. Yeah, Clem. And so he's, I think that helped him kind of start working through some of those issues, yep. maybe. Yep. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You just need someone to talk to. Yeah. He just needs to get out there and sell some trees. Sell some trees. Yeah. Sell them trees. All right. So what did you give this on the 12 Days of Christmas scale? I would say I give it whatever 10 is. To 10? See, so I would give it wow. a Let me 10, look that up. 10's a 10 10, 10's a 10 <laughs> I think it's drummers drumming. Yeah. So, I mean, I can explain this while you're looking it up because so I was not prepared to look it up myself. Yeah, I should have looked it up. Um, but, like, the actual story was terrible. It made zero sense, which, you know, ramp, ramped up the, uh, the scale for me. Like, the entire premise of the movie made zero sense. None of it med- made any sense. Like, none of the characters made really yeah. any sense. Like, why they were doing anything didn't make any sense. It was all just bonkers insane. Yeah. Which made it all the more fun. <laughs> like, it was just a crazy movie. Yeah. Like, it just... Uh, I mean, it had to have been written by a 12-year-old who was writing their first first script, right? Yeah. Like, this was written in crayon by a child who was, like, very into Hallmark movies. And then, like, got submitted to, like, Steve Hallmark somewhere. Yeah. And, like, he was like, we're making this movie. It was like zero edits because none of this is actually how any of this actually works in the real world. And the plot line was difficult to follow. Oh, it was. And it was thin. Yeah. And then like, yeah. It and was, it didn't add up. No. Right. Which made it wonderful. And like, then I love, I love, I love the sense of, well, this is not at all how any of this works in the real world from Hallmark movies. Hence my 10. Well, what it. was the 10? Uh, it's 10 Lords of Leaping. 10? Uh, my head, I thought 10 Lords of Leaping, but I thought it was 12 for some reason. Yeah. So I give it a 10 Lords of Leaping. Okay. Yep, because, you know, lords don't leap, and then none of this also is how the real world works, which is wonderful, Yeah, which is why you watch Hallmark movies. You don't watch it for the realism. You watch it because it's just nutty. Yeah. I gave this one eight maids of milking. Okay. Fair um, enough. I, I enjoyed the characters in this one. Mm. I thought they were all, you know, I loved the inclusion that we saw. Loved it. I thought it was um, outstanding. Yeah. I didn't really care for the actual story at all, and it didn't, it, no. it didn't feel... As fun to me as most of these do. No, it was definitely less fun. And I don't feel like anybody's really all that much better off. Except for the fact that, like, maybe Pool Boy and Julie are together now. Yeah. Well, her, the medical debt's gone. I mean, it all turned out I mean, great yeah, medical debt. Yeah, so Julie really, she won. Yeah. But, Clem, like, Clem I didn't... has to go back to his cave now. He yeah. lives in a cave yeah. for, so like, Clem disappears for the next ten months, you know, yeah. before Christmas tree buying season start, oh, yeah. starts back up again. Um, Pool Boy just goes back to... Becoming a rich guy, you know, like, you know, got to keep everything, got to keep his car, which was the most important thing in his yeah, life. that's true. Um, so, but, I mean, it's like, I don't know, like, there were these, like, very, like, real world things going on. And I felt like it was all kind of like, it was like just, 
like the the dream of like yes this one family had it turn out well for him she's gonna end up on ellen and we're all gonna pretend everything is okay because this one person had it turn out okay for yeah. them and i was like yeah but like i mean everything is still broken and awful and all these things that people struggle with is like still a problem for all these people except for Everybody else doesn't live in the Hallmark movie, and it's just an awful, sad, hard Christmas. <laughs> so it was insane to me. That's why we watch Hallmark movies. Which is why, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like I thought, like I thought, like with I thought, Pool Boy and and Rich Lady would like come to some thing and come to terms, like yes, this is how we're going to change the world. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it was wonderful. That's it was fine. great. All right, so we got to wrap this up here. Yeah, sorry. I know I've um, been looking at the clock a lot because I've been going super long. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, so this weekend, we've got a couple of different options. We talked about this off air. So we're going to pick uh, the next movie will be on Sunday, November 24th, Cherished Memories, A Gift to Remember 2. Yes, we are going to watch a sequel. I've never watched a sequel. Neither have I've watched sequels before, but I always try to go back and find the original. I may or may not. I, I don't, might, I might don't, go, don't watch the original first. Oh, Let's you just think, think we should go into it cold? I think we should go into okay. it cold. And I don't, I mean, here's the, here's the summary of this one. Because the first one sounds bonkers. <laughs> here's, here's how it reads. A year after Darcy ran over Aiden, <laughs> his amnesia is gone, but not their love. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's it's so good. It's a combination of like I, two or three different like bad Christmas movies. I mean, what uh, is going to happen here? Uh, so anyway, this will be something. I feel like the first one is probably better than this one. But this this will give us some insight into what happens to these folks after the first movie. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I, we'll see. Maybe yeah. this is terrible. Maybe it'll be great. I assume it'll be great. Zen. Uh, there are seven new movies that happened during Thanksgiving week. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to give people a heads up because we're not going to record. We're going to record. I don't know what we're going to record next because we've got Thanksgiving week. The kids are off school for both of us. It's kind of a, it's going to be a little bit of a gong show. Kind of a gong show. So we're going to record. So we'll give you the next three movies that we're going to watch and then we're going to try to get those out when we can. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll even get together over Thanksgiving weekend at some point. Just I love getting together over Thanksgiving fun. weekend. Uh, so we'll think about it. But anyway, so the next one we're going to do, like I said, Cherished Memories, A Gift to Remember 2. Then we go into Thanksgiving week. So Tuesday, November 26th, we're going to watch Check In, I-N-N, to Christmas. Yes. And we, I felt that we had to watch this because it was a pun. I love a good hotel-related yep. uh, Hallmark Christmas movie. I only I can only hope that they're checking into a place called Christmas. So that's so they're checking in I N N to Christmas, it and, it's, could and be. it's like so it's like, just all sorts of like double the you know, Christmas whatever those lodge. Are called. It could yeah. be. So let me read you this one because it's I'm excited about this. Uh, we've got let's see. I don't need to see that. Oh, I don't want to see the sneak peek of Holiday at Graceland. Anyway. Here we go. When New York City lawyer Julia Crawley returns to her Rocky Mountain hometown and her family's lovely inn for the holidays, she finds herself at the center of a generations-old feud with the family that runs the town's other inn. Uh, dun, dun, dun. 
as the ongoing competition between the two inns escalates, forbidden romance <laughs> blossoms between Julia and Ryan, whose family runs the other inn. Ryan and Juliet? So it's uh, Romeo and it's Juliet? It's Romeo and Juliet. We didn't even read that. We just chose it because of the title, and it's a Romeo and Juliet. It's going to be oh, great. It's going to be art. Stars Rachel Boston and Wes Brown, who are pretty standard. You know, these two are in at least one or two of these movies a year. Um, and also Richard Karn, who I think is the sidekick from Tool Time, the Tim Allen show. He's um he's the what's the name of that show? Home Improvement. He's the he's the, the guy who knows what he's doing. He's either the Al neighbor Bundy? or the guy that knows what he's doing. Yeah, Richard oh, Karn. Oh, I hope it's. I think it's the guy who knows. What no, he's not doing Al Bundy. Him. Al Bundy's from that other movie. Al other Bundy's show. married with children. Yeah. No, what was his name? Al it was Al something though. I think it was Al. The 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 co-host was Al, and he was the only one that knew what he was doing. Pretty sure that's and so we who it mocked is. him for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. I, oh, one can Which only hope. Yeah, hopes and, are up now. And then the next one we'll watch is on Sunday, December first, called Christmas Town. Not even trying on that title. Nope. Um, but it stars Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah, where it's the CCB episode. It's the we only have, it's the only CCB movie this season, so we, we have to watch her. I think yeah. it's her only movie this yeah. year. So we had to do a CCB. And uh, actually, I, I, as I was looking at that movie online, I saw a review from somebody and it called it a run-of-the-mill Hallmark movie or something oh, like that. Oh, one can only hope. Which is perfect. How'd they get, they get like a pre-screening of this? I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, here. She, so we get a pre-screening. Lauren Gabriel leaves behind everything in Boston to embark on a new chapter in her life and career, but an unforeseen detour to the charming town of Grandin Falls has her discover unexpected new chapters of the heart and family. I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. Right. It's not going to be surprising at all. It's going to be like, oh no, it's going to be surprising. I'm told, I, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, twists and turns, I yeah. can only assume. Yeah, I think so. We'll probably see blood for the second time in a Hallmark movie. Oh, most certainly. Probably not. Nope. Anyway. So yeah, Dan, I enjoy doing these with you. Me too, Adam. Thank you. This is great. Yeah. Um, I will say that I actually – I thought it was going to take away from my enjoyment of the movies because I take notes during these yeah. things. It en- it enhances my enjoyment of the movies. Mine as well. Yeah. Mine as well. Yeah. So, I like it. Yep. Uh, maybe I should – you know, maybe I have something wrong with me, but I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm enjoying it too. All right. Well, Dan, until next time. Meet, meet us at, at the, the gazebo. gazebo. I, got rid of it. I was like, what? What? What did I do? <laughs>